Good about me. Please. No. 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 But it's, it's appropriate. But, but no. it's a hair episode. Kind of. I'll give it to you. Thanks. I'll give it to you. But that's two in a row. Don't, you're not going to get no more out of me. Because I wow. I've been doing the last episode. Wow. You get nothing else from me. Okay. I'm a hater at heart. Well, welcome to Blood Education. All right. And bundles. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was funny. Uh, see, like, oh, good, good, good. I am Brando. And I'm Mia. All right. What are we talking about today? Today we're doing Madame TJ Walker. Okay. Listen, I have thoughts, feelings, concerns, but also. As we always know, my mind's in this day of things. She so, had money. She had money. But I watched a little Netflix special with she So did she steal like someone's like? So that's the tricky part about her story because I'm honestly unsure with all the things I've read. I don't really know what's the truth. Okay. Well. But well, I'm gonna implore you to bring that up when we get there. All right. Let's talk about it. All right. So today we're doing Madam C.J. Walker. Um. So if you don't know, just baseline, what she basically did was create um a line of black hair care products um, after she herself suffered from a um, scalp ailment that made her lose all of her hair, right? So um, just to give a little background, she was originally born Sarah Breedlove, and she was actually born on a cotton plantation to her parents who had been recently freed. She was their fifth child, and she was their first freeborn child. So um, it is said that her parents felt like she had a lot basically like a lot going for her just because uh, she was their first freeborn child. Yeah. It was kind of symbolic. And they died, um, they died pretty young in yeah. her, her life. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, she was born in 1867 and her parents died in 1874. So what age would that put her? Damn, she was young as shit. Uh, three, she was like seven? Yeah, someone. Yeah. Um, so her mom passed one year. Her mom passed in 74 and then her dad passed in 75. So she was extremely Damn. young um, when her parents passed. And because she was so young, uh, she was actually sent to live with her sister yeah. and her brother-in-law after her parents passed. Um, and this is actually going to be um, kind of a big turning point in her life because it kind of keeps her moving. Um, so she's going to end up moving to Mississippi with her sister and her brother-in-law. And she's going to be employed doing housework. Um, so at this um, at the time that she moves there, basically what happens is she is being mistreated by her brother-in-law. So she ends up marrying this man named Moses McWilliams and she gives birth to her first daughter. And she married him. I mean, I understand it was probably customary mm -hmm. at the time, but she married him when she was 14. Yep. And I'm yeah. like, uh, Sketchy shit uh, going on. She's 14 years old. Yeah. Like, why are you marrying someone that's 14? Right fucking weird Very. yeah but she has her first daughter with him and he actually dies um very soon after her first daughter is born um he dies like two years after she's born um so she ends up packing up and moving to st louis where her brothers are and her brothers are actually barbers and so that's what kind of pushes her into this mindset of like oh black hair care and things like that so um even though she's like with her brothers who are barbers at the time, she's actually working as a washwoman and she's earning a dollar fifty a day. But is that not good for that time period? I feel like a dollar fifty to me at any time period is not enough. Well, I don't know though. A dollar fifty. What year are we talking? This is eighteen, about eighteen, probably eighty-seven, eighty-nine-ish. 
the late okay. 1880s, early. Let's 1890s. do an inflation calculator. Here he go with his fancy tools. Well, I mean, it's just Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was enough to send her daughter to public school. 1870? No, 18, do like 1889. Oh, that's your Hitler with me. Why do you know that off the top of your head? Because I was born in 1989. Gross. Yeah, sorry. It's just a random thing I know. Wow, okay. That's um, how we're flag it off, people. What? I like talking about World War II. Sorry. All right. Um, a dollar fifty is forty-six dollars today. So yeah, that's enough. <laughs> but you know what? Again, it was enough to send her daughter to public school. So which is why I wanna I, I need to know what type of fees were coming with public school. Like, is what? that just a traveling fee? Like a kid or there? Is that lunch mm-hmm. money? Yeah. Like, what's the vibe with that? Because that feels like well, I also feel like schools back then too, you also had to do like work. It wasn't just like you go to school and you learn. I think that like, you know, well, I okay, getting sidetracked a little bit, like the HBCUs, like mm-hmm. initially when a lot of them were created, um, students still learned, but yeah. like a, a half the year they were also still doing like yeah, farming I and stuff yeah. like that too as well too. We so I don't think they just weren't in the classroom. So she probably earned her keep. I guess it makes sense. But um, so because she had this job and she was making a little bit more money than she was making uh, previously, she actually also starts going to night school at the time. And that is where she actually meets her husband, Charles J. Walker, which is where we're going to. Well, no, uh, Moses. He died. Oh, you missed yeah. that? Oh, yeah. He, he died. died right oh, after yeah. the baby girl was born. About two years after oh, she was born. Yeah, he oh, passed. Okay. Um, I know. RP. Um, but Charles J. Walker, the man that she. Um, ends up meeting actually works in advertisement and actually the one that helps her really get her business off the ground because he's the one that helps her basically advertising for a company out there. So um, around the same time that she meets him or a little bit after, because this is the 1890s at this point, this is where she actually develops her scalp disorder that makes her lose a lot of her hair. Mm -hmm. So because of this, she starts experimenting with like home remedies and different things like store-bought things. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, it's all in an attempt to basically improve her hair and so, you know, because black women in our hair, that's a yeah. tough spot for me that I won't get into right now. Okay. But, um, but basically, she's doing all this thing, all these things to save her hair and kind of regrow her hair. Uh-huh. And this um, actually gets her hired as a commission agent um, for this other successful black hair care product entrepreneur. Was it Annie? Yeah. Annie, are you okay? <laughs> Are you okay, Eddie? <laughs> All right. It went too much. You know what? I'm, I'm literally going to let you have it because it's appropriate. So Annie, Annie is uh, basically her uh, her mentor. Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, Why do you know that? Because I watched the Netflix movie. Oh, I was like, why do you fucking know that? It was literally a movie that had Annie in it. <laughs> But then Annie became a hater because Madam C.J. Walker started becoming more successful than yeah. her, and her products started uh, selling. You know, so um, you know the the student overtook yeah, the, the teacher. Yeah. You know, so the student becomes a master. Yeah, man. you know what's the movie? No, I actually I'll, 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 I'll text it to you. Okay, tell you, like, yeah, what it's called. But so you know, I will forget if you don't tell me. Um, so at this time, after she's basically taken under the wing of Annie, she moves to Denver, Colorado. Um, and there, this is where she actually creates the Madam T.J. Walker Company. Her husband tells her, like, 
your name is Sarah, like that's cool. Um, but that's not gonna sell, sis. You need to come up with a name. And so that's yeah. where we get Madam CJ Walker. I don't think I would buy anything from someone named Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously she had taken his last name, but her original last name is like Breedlove. It's like Yeah. You could do something with that if it was like Valentine's Day products, you know? But like, girl, we sell the hair care products. And I also think like the Madam TJ Walker just makes her sound really like a stage and like sophisticated look. You know, like Turn the wings around. Please. Um, so her and her husband are now working on like perfecting her craft and like working through what it looks like to product this to black women. Um, and so basically what she starts doing and the reason she surpasses all of her competition is because sis is going around the world and motherfucking bat selling her motherfucking product. Like That's she true. is at doors. She is at every uh, convention, every barbershop, every salon. She's in there selling her motherfucking product. Um, and she basically ends up calling it the Walker method. And so she starts giving lectures and kind of demonstrating what you need to do to grow your hair back. Like, if you're losing your hair, sis, this is what you need to do. And I also love this, too, for Black women during this time period because I'm thinking, like, she literally was born right, like, at the end of slavery, mm -hmm. you know? And so I know that hair was not going to be something that was really, you know, a priority, especially for a lot of these people. Um, Black people who really can't afford to do mm -hmm. these things, right? Um, but you know, white women during that time, they could they had their little Victorian curls and all these things mm -hmm. too. So I love now that I wonder what that did for black women as far as their image um, yeah. and how they were looking now, because now you're actually starting to see some the eliteness yeah. attached to black people, okay, it's starting to creep in. And so now, you know, black women are able to have some of these hairstyles uh you know that yeah, showcase their status you know because and i'm gonna go over this next part before i get into my spiel about how i feel about black hair and mm -hmm. yes but okay so as she is like expanding out and like going and selling her product and doing all these things she actually ends up opening her own factory in a beauty school in 1908 mm -hmm. um and basically they get what they call the walker agents these are people that work for her entire operation and basically what they do is they go around and they teach her philosophy of like cleanliness and loveliness as a means of like advancing the status of African-Americans. Because at this point, she is basically the that time equivalent of a millionaire, right? Yes. Because she has sold her products, she had made her money, she has this entire manufacturing um, warehouse and all these other things. Um, and she's organizing clubs, conventions, and they are not only like making sales, but they're also doing um, philanthropy and they are doing um, reaching out to educate more black people. Okay. My only issue and my biggest issue with Madam CJ Walker is this idea of teaching like this cleanliness and this godliness and that being attached to hair for black women, because as much as I respect the things that she does, I really feel like that is where we get this entire idea of like a black woman's hair gotta be laid at all times like because let me tell you and we brought it up in one of our other episodes like thinking about the bonnet but not even just thinking about a bonnet like when you think about black women just think about like wearing wigs right as black mm -hmm. women anytime you see a lace mm -hmm. it's a problem 
anytime it's lifting a little bit, it's a problem. And I feel like nobody else but Black women are held to those standards. Or even like me, I, I have natural locks. If I don't get a retwist, somebody is going to say some shit to me about it. And it's like, this is literally my natural hair that goes out of my head. What's wrong mm-hmm. with it? Well, Black hair in general, it's just always been you know, especially um, when you equate it to the workplace and um, different things like that. Black uh, black people in general have always had um, a different standard uh, with their hair um, because the basis has always been this Eurocentric uh, idea of um, beauty and what's acceptable mm-hmm. um, in the workplace. And then obviously that translates to other areas of life as well, which I don't subscribe to at all. Um, I think that like the idea of being neat is subjective because I think mm-hmm. as long as you're not doing anything um, that is unhygienic, mm-hmm. then like wear your hair how you want to wear your hair, yeah. you know? I also had a lot of beef with Madam TJ Walker growing up as a child because I always thought that she invented the relaxer. I She didn't? No. Okay. Um, the, the person that invented the relaxer, their name's Garrett Morgan? Was a guy? Yes. Yes. Hold on. Let me Google to confirm. Now, what are you doing making relaxer? Yeah. Garrett August Augustus Morgan. Yeah. In 1909. I thought so. Yeah. Garrett Morgan invented the perm. Um, and it was basically a hair straightening cream. Obviously, we know now as a relaxer. And like people, it is not called, it's not that big perm. It's called a relaxer. Because please perm, do the program. Because perms make your hair curly. Yes. Right. Um, and he literally <laughs> I feel like the only reason I actually do know this is because he tested his um, product on his neighbor's dog, and I thought that was funny. Oh, that's yeah. actually cool. That's, that's very inhumane. All right. Yeah. And it's yep. not it that sure funny, is. Yeah. But like, because yeah. <laughs> what would you do if you came outside and this man is putting some type of cream on your dog, and you're like, "What the fuck is um, that?" It's like, oh, I'm about to straighten the hair. I'm not gonna give uh, my real answer because I don't want Peter to like see me <laughs> but i think that's hilarious <laughs> as a dog owner though i would absolutely shoot you okay yeah i worked outside and somebody was putting some type of random cream on chance yeah i'm just gonna air the bitch out i don't even want to know what you're doing to my dog when we're in texas so yeah yeah so I'm, I'm gonna air this bitch out and okay. all the white people are gonna support me because why would you touch my dog you're right yeah i know so there's that. But anyway, so looking at Madam CJ Walker, um, that's my biggest issue with her. But she's actually widely known for her efforts in uplifting the Black community. Mm-hmm. She was a part of the NAACP. She did elderly uh, housing. She did all of these different endeavors. And not only her, but her daughter as well. And their Walker agents. So a big part of her company was making sure to uplift other Black people, and not only Black women, uh, but Black men as well. So she worked with a lot of different leaders, um, giving money to them, um, funding a lot of different projects. And she's actually really, really well known. Again, I have personal beef for her and the man that made relaxers, but that's my own personal problem. Um, I think my biggest thing is because I don't believe in capitalism, I obviously have to subscribe to it because I live in America, but I don't believe in capitalism. So I really have an issue with anybody that is considered a millionaire, billionaire, whatever. Um, so I just, my biggest point of contention is just like, while she is doing great things, giving back to the community, I just don't believe there should be anybody that is able to afford wealth in that capacity. 
Understood. Uh, I know that she did uh, donate a lot to charity mm -hmm. and that her goal of being wealthy was so that she could do more with her money as far as advancing the community. Mm -hmm. So I'll give her two points for that. Yeah, and yeah. she actually um, she donates the largest amount of money to um, construction of the Indianapolis Indianapolis. God, that'd be tripping me up. Uh, YMCA. So, and that's like oh. right before she died. So that's like 1913. She actually ends up passing away from, unironically, hypertension oh. on May 25th, 1919. She's probably eating good. Well, I know she was with that money. But I could be. And she was very young, actually. She um she was only 51 when she passed. So she mm. she left. Yeah. You know, I love a good conspiracy. What do you think? What if it was Annie? Shut up. Hypertension. Okay, and it could have been sprinkling some salt. They all they worked with chemicals. They did work with chemicals. They could have did something. I don't know. Maybe. I can stand you. Okay. Oh, the movie is called Self Made, by the way. Is that and, what that's one on Netflix? Yes, and they have okay. um our girl Octavia Spencer. Like Okay, but is it actually accurate? Um, I don't know, because you taught me about Madam C. Walker. <laughs> so you can watch and you can let me know. Yeah, and I feel like this is honestly the world's shortest episode because I thought I was going to have a lot more to say about my points of anger, but I honestly respect it. Like, don't make your money, sis. Like, I fuck with it. I mean, yeah. I So, well, I think that it's also, like, during that time frame, I wonder what that's like for her because Black people and wealth, especially uh, in the early 1900s, yeah. um, could have been very dangerous for them, Absolutely. you know. Um, you know, so but her being, uh, I think she was the richest African American mm -hmm. um, so. woman at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I think about another woman, um, Sarah Rucker, um, yeah, who um, was rich because of like oil mm -hmm. that she had um, got. So just seeing these black women being in luxury, Oof, love that for them. I do too. Hashtag soft life. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I also wonder, like, what kind of doors that opened for her? Like, just what kind yeah. of rooms was she able to sit in because of that wealth? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I always think back to people like uh, Jackie Robinson and stuff because, like, um, one of the things that always stood out to me is the story of them going to that um, when they're the team is trying to go eat dinner and they try to go to the hotel and he's not letting, even though he's fucking Jackie Robinson. Yeah. So I wonder, like, how many experiences they had like that, where it's like that money didn't even give them the excess. You know, like I don't know. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts. But then also too during this time frame too, we uh we see the emergence of uh like the talented uh tent and mm -hmm. like these families. So I wonder if she was even. I wonder if she was even considered to be in those doors, and maybe she just didn't go in these white doors. Right. You know. I mean, her products were for black people, mm -hmm. you know, so. and bought by black people. Right. So which I think that maybe brings you know, me to my next point: white people leave our shit alone. Okay, I agree. That is, you know, and I, okay, I'm gonna be done after this. I swear. But like, I remember. Um, Are you talking about like the the relaxer? Is that one? Well, yeah, but relaxers, braids, but I'm mainly talking about black oh. hair care products that are being taken over by white people that don't know what the fuck they're doing. If oh. I have to give up one more of my favorite products because you dumb motherfuckers have decided to change the motherfucking recipe, I'm going to lose my shit. Yes. Keep your hands off of our things. We do not ask for much. And also, certain styles are not made for your texture. It's just not. Hair. 
That's just the truth. And yeah, it's not. You just have to it's accept not. it. Like, and I, 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 I totally get. Um, well, I do want to have this conversation really quickly about uh, appropriation versus woo! assimilation when it comes to hair, because I am going to scream if I hear one more argument. Um, from a white person that says, well, why can't we have cornrows? Why can't yeah. we have locks when y'all have um, these blonde wigs and stuff like that? Yeah. So first of all, I'm going to say this, right? Most of the wigs that Black people are wearing do not come from white people. Okay. We're not wearing white people here. Right? And also, Black people can have blonde hair, they can have blue hair, they can they have sure can. hair, they all the clothes. Sure can. They sure can. But I will say this, because hair has been weaponized as a way to be discriminatory towards Black people in the workplace. A lot of times when they wigs and different things like that are put in the place, it's not a fashion thing. It's more so to protect themselves versus versus a white person getting something culturally done, you know, that doesn't really represent them at all. And all I got to say is keep getting them cornrows. Keep getting them box braids. We're going to be bald-headed. And when I laugh, don't be mad at me. Do not be mad at me. My my biggest thing, because I really, it's not that I don't mind, but I don't care about white people getting like cornrows and stuff like that. Because I know it's going to literally pull their hair out. My biggest thing is I hate when they get locks. Because first of all, there's zero way for y'all to keep locks in your head without being dirty and nasty. I don't care what you say. I don't care what kind of sticky stuff you... It's going to be gross. It's going to be nasty. And you just need to cut it out because I'm sick of y'all shit. Just cut it. It's not... And our hair naturally will lock. Like, that's just how our shit is made. I have not gotten a retwist in exactly four weeks and four days. And this hair on my head has has a mind of its own. It's doing its own damn locking by its damn self. Because that's how my hair is made and constructed. That's how it grows out of my motherfucking head. Y'all don't have that privilege. And it's okay. Mm. Y'all don't get to have everything. It's okay. It's okay. Just sit with that. Mm-hmm. And all, also, our black aunties are going to take your money. Every time you go to somebody to get your hair braided, they're going to take your money. That does not mean you need to let them. Okay? <laughs> I'm, tra- I'm trying to help y'all out. I'm doing oh you a motherfucking favor. And that's a lot for me. So I, that's all I'm going to say. All right. That's it. All right. So, that was Matt and CJ Walker. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and our tangents. All right. So that's going to be a wrap on. You see how I said wrap? Because, like, you can wrap the hair. No? Shut Come up. Come on. Oh, bro, no? you're fucking annoying. Okay. All right. Um, that's going to conclude this episode <laughs> of Blood Education and Bundles. Um, I am Brando. <laughs> and I'm Mia. And we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.